Welcome to the show, Fairways and Finance. My name is Jeff Smith. I've been in the mortgage business for 16 years, top quarter percent LO nationwide. And you know, this podcast, we want to talk about your finances, how to grow and accumulate wealth and all things related to the mortgage industry. But we're golf lovers here as well. So we're going to work in some golf. Don't worry for my golf lovers out there. We got you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. Jeff Smith, Fairways in Finance. Hope all is going well in your world and let's talk about the mortgage world. So mortgage and real estate world, still a pretty tough place to be. We've had this two-headed monster over the last year and a half of rising rates and uh, rising home prices and that has put a lot of pressure on buyers and you know, Normally, when we see interest rates rise, we see home prices or home values go down. And we saw a little bit of that from June of 2022 through to February of 2023. We saw a reduction in home values of about 3% looking on a national basis. Um, But from March through June of 2023, home values are on the rise again. And they're actually up 5% over the first six months of 2023. So not only are home values now going up again, uh, but we've erased all of the losses from 2022 and we're now into positive territory. Zillow, uh, CoreLogic, and Black Knight all do a home value uh, index that shows what the uh, price appreciation is on a national basis. And that report for each of those companies, they each run their own report. Uh, They've each come up with a uh, a year over year or yearly, I should say, appreciation rate um, of 10% for 2023. So home values have gone up 5% in the first half of 2023 on pace to go up another 5% in the second half of 2023. So that'd be 10% 10% appreciation in 2023, which, which is a significant amount. I mean, you think about like investing in real estate versus the stock market. If you had a great year in the stock market, it would be eight or 10%. You know, you're going for seven, 8% in the stock market. So here we go, real estate again, you know, on pace for another great year. We typically don't see real estate values go down. Like if you look back over the last 40 years, the only time we've seen real estate go down in a significant way was 2008. So rare to see real estate move down in price in, in a significant manner. Um, and so, you know, what's driving that is a lack of inventory. It all comes down to, to supply and demand. And so we have a low inventory of homes for sale. Demand, although not like hugely strong, it's also not weak. So normally rising rates, you would really curb demand, but demand has stayed relatively strong, but it's that short shortage of inventory that has really contributed to home prices going up. Um, so until we have more inventory on the market, you can expect home prices to go up. You can imagine if rates went down, when rates go down, that increases buyer demand. And then we would typically see more buyers come into the marketplace. So if rates were to to go down now, you could imagine how quickly home prices would be going up. We'd be into a feeding frenzy similar to what we saw during COVID, unless we saw inventory pick up along with that. Not, you know, certainly possible. Um, I kind of feel like when rates go down, 
there's going to be a lot of people who decide to sell because the average homeowner in the US is sitting on 150 grand in equity. They could leverage that equity by selling their home, using some of it to pay off some debt, and then using the rest to buy another home in a different location or a larger, larger property, smaller property, different lot, whatever. Um, they've got that that net worth there, they can't tap into it unless they sell. Otherwise, it just you know, sits there as equity. So it will be really interesting to see what the market does over the next six months here. Rates have not come down in a significant way yet. Although as I record this, um, July 19th, rates are trending down. You know, So hopefully this is going to be that that trickle down where we start to see rates improve significantly, you know, and get it, get us into the low sixes into the fives even would be amazing. Uh, a five rate that's in the fives sounds so good now after having sixes and sevens for the last uh, year plus. Uh, but what I wanted to talk to you about today was how to compete in this market, how to combat higher interest rates than, you know, where they've been. And, and what you should do as a buyer. And so I can tell you that almost every transaction that I'm doing right now has some amount of concessions from the seller to go toward closing costs. So when I say concessions from the seller, that is a certain number of dollars that the seller are providing to the buyer to go toward their closing costs. So if the seller's giving five, they can give it as a flat dollar amount, like $5,000 toward closing costs could be negotiated as a percentage of the purchase price. So 1% of the purchase price. Uh, but whatever that number is, that amount goes toward paying the buyer's closing costs. So let's say you're under contract on a $500,000 home. Seller is giving $5,000 to closing costs. The seller is basically earning $495,000 on that purchase price because they're, they're getting $500,000 as the price from the buyer, but then they're going to give the buyer back 5,000 at closing that goes right on the buyer side of the settlement statement as a credit. And it's on the seller side of the settlement statement as a debit. So the best way to negotiate these higher rates that we have right now is to buy down your interest rate. And there's two ways to buy down the rate. There is a permanent buy down and there is a temporary buy down. So a permanent buy down is just like it sounds, permanently buying down the interest rate on the mortgage. So if you have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, you pay discount points to buy down the rate. That rate will be lower for the entire 30 years of that 30-year fixed rate mortgage. So the, the cost of the buy down and how much it reduces the rate, that changes daily based on what the market is doing. Uh, but on average, with, with what we're seeing right now, if you were to pay a 1% discount point, 1% means that it is 1% of the loan amount. So 1% of the amount that you're borrowing for the mortgage that will reduce the interest rate on the loan in the range of half to three quarters of a percent. So you might be at 7%. Then, you know, let's say you've got a $400,000 mortgage. So you pay $4,000 in discount points. Now that 7% uh, interest rate has gone down to six and a half. So discount points, when I have a client and we're looking at paying discount points or not, I always like to run a break even on those points. Okay, so the break even says how much am I saving per month versus how much am I paying upfront for that savings? So using that $4,000 example, if you're paying four grand a month in discount points upfront, and it saves you $100 a month in the payment, 
then it's going to take you 40 payments. So three years and four months to save $4,000 on the payment. So that's your break even point. So after 40 months, you've saved $4,000 in payments, but you also paid an additional 4,000 upfront at closing. So you're, you're basically a net zero and break even on that 4,000 at that point. If you had that mortgage for less than 40 payments, then you would actually save money by not paying the 4,000 at closing. If you had that mortgage for more than 40 payments, then you would save money by paying the 4,000 at closing. Everything from payment 40 and beyond would be a net savings for you. So when, when we think about discount points in this market, because interest rates have been on the rise for over a year and a half, this is one of the longest rising rate cycles of the last 30 years. The longer this goes on, the closer we are to rates coming back down. And when rates come back down, anybody who got a mortgage over the last year is going to refinance to a lower rate in payment. So it, you know, we can't predict the future and we can't guarantee what's going to happen. Um, but let's say that rates do come down over the next 24 months. And everybody who's buying a home today is refinancing within the next two years to get a lower rate. Well, if your break-even is 40 months, then you're going to lose a little bit of money on those discount points up front. So then the question becomes, well, well why am I putting all my clients into some form of a buy-down? I recommend it if the seller's paying the cost of the buy-down. So if you've got money from the seller to go toward closing costs, then we don't really care about the break-even period because the seller's paying for it. It's not an out-of-pocket expense for you as the buyer. So if you spend four grand to buy down the interest rate and that four grand is coming from the seller, now you refinance in 18 months, oh, well, you didn't pay that money out-of-pocket, so we don't care about the, the break-even. Okay, so I think seller concessions are really important in this market to buy down that rate give you just a little bit lower payment than what you would have if you hadn't done that. Okay, so that's one option. Second option is what's called a temporary buy-down. So temporary buy-down comes in different forms, but let's use a 2-1 temporary buy-down as an example. So 2-1 temporary buy-down, you're getting a 2% lower rate in the first year and a 1% lower rate in the second year. And then it goes to whatever the, the, the mortgage rate is from year three all the way through 30. So let's say that you've got a 30-year uh, fixed rate mortgage at 7% is the interest rate. If you do the 2-1 temporary buy-down, the interest rate in year one is 5%. Interest rate in year two is 6%. Interest rate in year three through 30 is 7%. The cost of a 2-1 temporary buy-down is a little bit over 2% of the purchase price. So if we've got $500,000 home, you're looking at probably close to 11,000, little under 11,000 to do the 2-1 temporary buy-down. What happens with that, let's say it's $10,500. What happens with that 10-5 is it goes into the escrow account for the mortgage and then it is held in the escrow account and every month that you're making the payment, like let's say in year one when you're paying 5%, let's say that monthly payment's $500 a month less. That $500 shortage is coming out of the temporary buy-down funds that are sitting in the escrow account each month. So 500 comes out of the 10,500 every month to cover the shortage in interest. So your the rate is really 7%, but you're making a payment equal to 5% with the difference being made up out of the temporary buy-down funds, which is coming from your escrow account. Where the big advantage with the temporary buy-down is, is let's say that you refinance the mortgage in 12 months. 
whatever is unused out of that temporary buy-down money gets refunded back to you as a principal payment against the loan when you refinance. So the temporary buy-down is refundable, whereas the permanent buy-down paying discount points is non-refundable. Once you pay that money at closing, it's, it's a sunk cost and there's no refund on it no matter when you refinance. Now, there's no restrictions on when you can refinance either. So you can refinance whenever. There's no prepayment penalty. You're just not going to get a refund on any of the discount points. Same thing with the temporary buy-down. No restriction on when you can refinance. So as the inventory is starting to go down, it's becoming more competitive as a buyer so then it becomes a little bit more difficult and sometimes a lot more difficult to negotiate any concessions from the seller. So um, with that temporary buy-down cost, it has to be 100% paid for by the seller because if the buyer were to pay the temporary buy-down cost themselves, going back to that 10500 example, it's not actually saving the buyer any money. It's just prepaying their interest over those first two years. So the cost of the temporary buy-down is exactly the difference in interest over the first two years. It's not a fee. It's just the, some of the interest being prepaid. So the lenders require that the seller pays 100% of the temporary buy-down cost because it's not actually a savings for the buyer unless the seller pays it. Then the seller's paying some of the buyer's interest for those first couple of years. Then it is a savings for the buyer. So what you can do as a buyer, let's say you're going to look at a home, $500,000 purchase price. There's some interest in the home and it's, it's, it's relatively new on the market. So at that point, you know, if it's relatively new on the market, sellers getting interested buyers, you probably don't have a lot of leverage to negotiate that price down. You, it, let's say you wanted to pay five grand in, in discount points. You could offer the seller 505000 for the purchase price with $5,000 in closing cost concession. That would net out to a $500,000 purchase price for the seller. So that comes out to a full price offer, but now you're getting five grand to permanently buy down the rate on your mortgage. And so that's how you could structure that so that the seller is getting a full price offer. You're putting yourself in the best position to win. Uh, but you're also getting the benefit of paying points to get yourself a lower monthly uh, payment and lower interest rate and not worrying about what your break-even period is because you're not paying for that buy-down from your own funds. Uh, the only trick with that is that if you offer more than the list price, the lender is going to do an appraisal. So we need to make sure that that home, that the comps are strong enough for it to appraise for at least 505 and not 500. Uh, that'd be the only thing to worry about there. Uh, but I think that's a great strategy in this market. Uh, otherwise, if you don't have any closing cost concessions from the seller, I would not recommend buying down the rate because I think there's a great chance that mortgage rates are lower over the next couple of years and, and that most people will be refinancing over the next couple of years. So as long as you're comfortable with the payment, with where it's at with today's rates, I would not buy it down um, if you didn't have any money from the seller and then just look forward to refinancing when the interest rates do come back down. Um, because at some point they will come back down. Interest rates go up, they go down, they go sideways. And at some point they will come back down. We just can't predict exactly when that will be. Thinking in terms of a refinance and when should you refinance, basically the same calculation applies. We look at the break-even on the closing costs for the refinance. So refinancing costs a lot less than a purchase transaction. You know, if 
most uh, refinance transactions on you know uh, home home prices up to let's call it seven hundred thousand. Um, you're looking at between two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars to refinance for you know that's covering all the fees. So then we would look at what's the monthly payment savings and what's your break even on those closing costs. How long are you planning to stay in the home? How long uh, do you think you'll keep the mortgage? Those kinds of questions. And then if your break even is well inside of how long you think you'll keep the home, then it makes sense to do the refinance. Uh, so we're looking at that similar type of calculation when we're talking about a refinance as we would look at when, when you're paying discount points. So a couple of strategies to help you in this market today. I think it's a great idea uh, if you're considering a home purchase, especially if you don't own a home right now, to buy now because you can lock in the price at where it's at based on today's prices. We know that home values are going up again. So you can lock in the price as to where it is today, and then you can refinance the mortgage and get a lower rate down the road. But then you've already secured the home at today's prices, and you're not going to be paying even more by waiting for rates to come back down because there's a lot of people making that mistake waiting for rates to come down. And then at that point, it's just going to be that much more expensive to buy a home. So real estate's an amazing investment. It's the best investment I've ever made. I highly recommend it. And shoot me a DM or, or, or reach out to me if you have any questions. I'd love to help you out and hope you take care. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I, I hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable information out of it. I want to help to educate others and, and help people grow their business and build wealth. And I can only do that with referrals and your help getting the word out about this podcast. So if you come across someone you think could benefit from this, please share it with them. And if there's nobody who comes to mind, a five-star review would go a long way in, in helping me to, to grow this podcast and grow the brand. So appreciate your support.